Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Alive Inside is a joyous cinematic exploration of music's capacity to reawaken our souls and uncover the deepest part of our humanity. Filmmaker Michael Rosalto Bennett chronicles an astonishing experience of individuals from around the country who have been revitalized through the simple experience of listening to music. He follows uh, social worker Dan Cohen as he spreads iPods and and reawakens memories throughout uh, a some broken healthcare system. These people in these facilities. This is a remarkable film. The, the humanity is everywhere in this film, and it's terrific. It's called Alive Inside, and we're joined by the director, Michael Rosato Bennett. Michael, welcome to Film School. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be back at Film School. Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, you know, I haven't been in Film School in quite a while. Well, welcome back, and I'm so glad to have you um, for this refresher course, if you will. Um, <laughs> uh, now, uh, Tell me a little bit about your how you came across uh, Dan Cohen and the work he was doing. You know, it's it's really kind of a serendipitous and amazing uh, story because you know you know I never intended to make this film. I mean, a lot of people you know they had oh I want to make this film. You know, I, uh, a friend of mine at a foundation said, you know, Mike, you make websites, right? You know, I I need we need to make a website with some like film content for this uh, guy we've just given a small grant to. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. You know, it was a job and I needed, you know, the money. And I, you know, I met this guy and it sounded like he was doing something good. And I followed him into a nursing home. And I don't know if you've ever been in a nursing home. I'm sure you probably have. And yes. your, your readers have. And I'm sh- I mean, your listeners have. And, and, and everyone's reaction, I think, is pretty much the same. You go into these places and it's literally like entering one of the levels of Dante's Inferno. Yes. You know, I, I really couldn't believe what was in front of me, what I was seeing. I mean, against the wall were like a hundred people, literally a hundred people in wheelchairs, their heads slumped into their chests. Um, it was a it was a very frightening experience, and I actually regretted in the first moment, um, you know, even taking this small job, and so. But what happened was, you know, I was, I, you know, of course I, I, I didn't quit. And, they, you know, I started filming, and, and then they, they brought this old 94-year-old man in front of me, and, and they told me his name was Henry and that he'd been in this institution for 10 years, kind of, you know, slumped in the corner. And um, then the, the, his caregiver came and, and put headphones on his ears, and it was music that, that, that they already knew. Mm-hmm. was really important to him. It was Cab Calloway, and it was gospel music, and he, he was raised in, in church family. And, you know, so right in front of me, I, this, this human being who was sort of dead, in a way, you know, I, I watched as completely to my surprise. I mean, I, there was no expectation on my part that anything would happen. And what happened was... Like as the music kind of poured into this man's brain, you could see his mind waking up. Yeah, you could feel like like him 
like his spine became erect, and his eyes filled with, with, with consciousness, and his heart sort of was expanding. And, and, you know, I say this, anytime you see a human being wake up in front of you, this is what we live for as people. You know, think about your reaction when, when, when somebody says, oh, I love you, you know, or, or, so, or you see a child, like your, your child, taking its first steps, or, or, or you know, like, like there is nothing that excites us as human beings than, than bringing a profound emotion and life to another person. And, and I got to watch this man wake up, and the overwhelming piece of it was that this guy had been sitting and basically like sleep for, I think, eight or nine years. Yeah. And then the being that arose out of this fella, the, the, his words, his voice, his yeah. memories, even his poetry was beyond my own. Yeah. He, he, you know, his voice is more beautiful than any voice I have inside of me. His poetry is more beautiful than any poetry I have inside of me. And it was an overwhelming moment to me, because the contrast between a resurrected soul and the souls that were literally 50 feet away from me, lining the hallway of this sort of forgotten um, place, you know, 50% of these people get no visitors, sometimes for 10 years of their life, yeah. you know? And, and I, that's just the, the idea that, that we have something. I, I was so innocent. I was like, oh my God, we've discovered the cure for Alzheimer's. Yeah. You know, I literally thought that in these first moments. And, but in that mo- just in that moment, my life was changed because, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life, but I've never had the opportunity presented to me to do such a good deed. You know, I knew in that moment, I knew, okay, look, if I show this to the world, we can change life for a million people in a good, cheap, easy way that will create human connection. And human connection is like our greatest scarcity, you know, in this world today. It seems like like all of the things that we used to count on for human connection, you know, say church or, or, or village life or or, you know, working at the same place for your whole life, or even family. You know, our families are, are disconnected and spread around the world. I mean, I know we have all this incredible digital connection, but actual human aliveness, you know, is something that I want to see more of in my life and in your life and in the world, especially in the lives of these elders. So it, it I went from, from doing a job I didn't even want to do to literally dedicating my life for almost four years now to try and bring this story to the world. And I'm, you know, I'm so amazed and thrilled by the, the outpouring of people's emotion. I mean, everyone, this, I call this the only good news story ever done about Alzheimer's. And perhaps it is, yeah. you know, drugs don't do anything for these people. And I, I mean, you told me that you have a connection to this story yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, people who have experienced this have a deep, deep understanding of, of how profound it is to bring life to people that, that, that a bit of their, a lot of their life has, has disappeared. Yeah, and, and to your point, um, my own life, my mom suffered from Alzheimer's, so I, and I had similar experiences when I put on her favorite music. Uh, that idea, and you, and just going back to Henry and what you filmed of him, you, um, this, it looks like all of their 
systems are engaged. All of their 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 senses are now engaged when he starts to listen to that music. And it, for my mom, it was a very serious, very similar experience. She would her eyes would get bigger, just like Henry's, and then she would start mm-hmm. to clap to the music. And I will say, just as um, anecdotally, that her speech was she wasn't able to speak anymore because I believe she had been given uh, so many of the drugs that that are the basic cocktail in in these facilities that it really did destroy her within a matter of just maybe a couple of months her ability to speak was literally destroyed by um she was taking some very serious stuff so but to see henry and i'm so glad that you were able to take that film clip it went viral how many people ended up watching henry come to life I mean, it, 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 um, it, 10 million people now have seen this worldwide. And, and that, that clip going viral has has changed life for, you know, for people in nursing homes already all over the world. Um, Dan Cohen, the subject of, uh, you know, one of the subjects of my film, founded a, an organization called musicandmemory.org. And if you, you know, if your people want, if, you know, if they have concerns or they want to find out how to sort of download music for their elders at home or, right. or maybe to, to bring, elder, you know, music to an elder in a nursing home, you know, there's all kinds of resources on that site. With that and th- that information yeah. for just so people that's on filmschoolradio.com, the you're the website for Alive a Inside as well as for uh, memory, uh, musicandmemory.org. Um, and and tell us the uh, the website for Alive Inside. Um, it's aliveinside.us. And we're going to be doing a, a big movement to help people um, to reach. We're going to reach out into schools, universities, um, uh, churches. We're going to try and create a, a an, an army of human connection. Right. Um, I've built an app called the Alive Inside app. And I, I, what I wanted to do is to give kids a tool. So we could inspire kids, you know, there's always been this incredible connection between elders and the youth. Right. And in our society today, they're kept apart. And I'm like, well, wh- why don't I make a tool and we'll give it away to, to help young people go to, um, you know, have a tool so that, so that they can't fail in that interaction. They can go into a nursing home and, and give an elder a gift that would last for their life you know, the elder's life, and and, the, and it'll be a great experience for kids, I believe, too. And so, you know, I, I, my, my secret desire is not just to get music to these people who need it so badly. I, 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 that I, I expect it to happen, yeah. but to create more human connection in our world. This is something, you know, that I think is very, very important, and the key to, to quality of life. I mean, you know, quite literally, What's happening when you give these people their music is they're connecting yeah. to their deeper emotional self, which is entirely intact. Mm-hmm. Right? Not, not 100%, but almost 100% intact. Right. These deep systems in our brain and in our body where music lives and emotion lives stay strong almost to the end of Alzheimer's. And I did not know this. Yeah. This is what I learned making this film. And, and I'm sure you've experienced it with your mother. You know, like... On one hand, you think they're not there, but then these moments yep. come through yep. where you are like, oh my God, this person is experiencing the very thing that I think is the most profound human capability, yeah. the ability to hear music and respond to it, and they are experiencing that on the exact same level that I do. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's it, not like, and that to me just blew me away 
and 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 that's that was the mind shift for me. It was a complete and utter mind shift from thinking these people were completely gone to the recognition that some very deep and profound part of them was still absolutely alive. And connecting. This is not a cure. This is just a, a way of bringing a little joy and a little consciousness to. Um, a, a population that's, you know, getting ready to double in the next 10 or 15 years. And, and we have to do, we have to rethink the way we're doing this, because the way we're doing it, you know, you can see in the film, it's just not good enough. Right. And, you know, so, so and, and my hope is that, you know, we can start some kind of a movement to just simply bring connection. Yes. to them, connection to their brain, connection to other people, connection to life, because that is what fades away when you give people drugs. That's what fades away when you put people in an institution. And when you treat any of our fellow humans in that way, you know, it's like you treat yourself in that way. We don't want to live in a world where we abandon people, right? you know, and when there's a way that's very simple to, to create some kind of connection. And, and we, everyone becomes better in connection. You don't lose anything when you bring somebody else connection. As a matter of fact, you become more human. And so that's what I was hope- I'm hoping to inspire, is a sort of a, a little experiment in, 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 in empathy and humanity. And, and it doesn't cost very much, and, yeah. right? and it helps. I mean, actually, they've done studies where, like, in, in these institutions, personalized music massively reduces anxiety. Yeah. And this one institution, Kohler Goldwater, reduced... Over three years, using personalized music, they reduced the use of antipsychotic medication, which you were talking about. This is very dangerous medication that's not even uh, uh, sanctioned for use in nursing homes, and 20% of nursing home residents are using this drug. And one in 57 people die, apparently, from from this drug. So, I mean, this class of drugs. And they reduced from 38% to 13% the use of these drugs at a savings of $400 per month. Yeah. So the economics of this are actually scientifically proven already. And we need to just open our minds to this and, and start a conversation. That's, that's all I'm hoping to do. It is. In fact, uh, it, just to your point, um, my own personal experience is that uh, you, if you have a loved one in a facility suffering from there's over 70 different kinds of dementia. Alzheimer's is sort of the mm-hmm. one we lump a lot of dementias in under that umbrella. But um, I'll just tell you personally, and this is um, that uh, the deadliest form of these, the uh, the, dis- the dispensing of these drugs is in the prescription itself when it says as needed. And this oftentimes gives people in care facilities the license to uh, give people drugs whenever they demonstrate any form of um uh, that they're unruly or however however they deem behavior that is not uh, consistent with whatever code of behavior they want to impose on these people uh, it and when that happens yeah. that when that happens they can give them as much drugs all day long as they want and I believe that's where the abuse comes in uh, and then that's when you see people literally and figuratively disappear in front of you is when that when that right. when that kicks in so music I, I just want to r- remind our listeners we're speaking with Michael Rosado Bennett uh, he is the director of the film uh, Alive Inside. And I also want to point out that you're going to be at the New Art Theater tonight. This is August 1st for a question and answer for the 520 and the 730 show. And on Saturday, that's August 2nd, 
uh, for the 310, 520, and 730 show. And it looks like as well you'll be back on Sunday for a Q&A for the 310 and the 520 show. You'll also be joined by Dan Cohen uh, on Friday and Saturday, who is, as you said, uh, one of the significant fe uh, feature people in the uh, in this film, uh, Alive Inside. And check out the article in the Los Angeles Times regarding Alive Inside. So I people can go talk to you, and I'm sure they'll, you'll hear dozens of very personal stories, very similar to the one that I've just told you uh, about this and how what impact music has. I, I, I call this the only good news film ever made about Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. And it is it has freed people um, to tell their stories. You know, there are so many people. We didn't invent anything. You know, music therapy has been doing this for 60 years. Music is, you know, we know that music um, is, is a great benefit for people with dementia. You know, all I'm trying to do, and Dan Cohen is trying to do, is to, is to give people access to this very simple magic, which is that if you give somebody the music that they grew up with, with the, their deep music, and you spend time and you find out what are those songs that have the deepest memories, you can, you can mine into a person's uh, you know, past. And you can you can discover things, and you can unearth things in them that that certainly most people think is gone, um, and, and 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 you might have even thought is gone. And, and there's no greater pleasure for someone whose uh, loved one is going through something like this than than that moment, that spark of aliveness. You know, it's it's a great great pain actually to see somebody you love sort of disappear and not recognize you or not have access to themselves. And it's literally an epic kindness to return to somebody um, you know, a bit of the world that they're, that they're profound in. Yeah. I will tell you that in addition to what you've described, this watching someone reawaken it while listening to music, that is a beautiful thing. Uh, to watch and and also just the the benefit and there is really virtually n not a lot of good news at all regarding someone suffering from dementia the impact that the rippling effect it has on families is just awful but I will tell you that um, being with someone in this state and you are being there to be a part of these moments I mean oft we as children don't often have uh, the opportunity to share these intimate moments with our parents in in when mm. they're most vulnerable. We're the ones who are generally vulnerable when our when we're experiencing these situations, mm. these these relationships. And when you see a parent in such a vulnerable state of, it, honest to God, I mean, to the extent that uh, that I have in my power to be able to be empathetic and and uh, better person, to be there, to be a part of it, to share those moments uh, with my mom at the time. Uh, I mean, my, when my mom was going through this, is, is is such an enriching experience. I know that's kind of an awful, it's sort of a maybe inappropriate word to describe uh, an experience related to Alzheimer's, but it is an enriching experience for me. It was to be a part of those moments when she was back with us for those so those brief moments. So it it is, uh, and, you know, I, and I would I, say this to people. That's a beautiful thing. That's so beautiful what you're saying. And, and And I just want to point out that, like, in this film, what I've discovered is that, you know, the characters, when you see them going through what they go through, you can't really defend yourself emotionally from them, from their experience. They're, whatever right. what they're experiencing, it comes right into you as a viewer because 
they're so they've actually lost i say they've lost the capacity to lie they've lost their guile you know there is there are gifts in there i learned in the making of this film i learned from these people and you're saying right now that you learned something in your experience and i think that's a shift in consciousness that instead of saying okay this is yes this is tragic but let's be human in this tragedy Let's find for ourselves and for our elders uh, a play, a way to um, create something positive in this experience. And it sounds like you have on yourself in your own personal journey. And I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people who, you know, are actually better people for having gone through. You know, I mean, we are all better people right. for going through all of the terrible things we go through in a life. You know, that's what makes us wise. Well, again, and wisdom and, isn't really, you know. No, I'm sorry. I, no, no, what, no, what please. No, no. The, to your point, and uh, again, there are very few things in in life where, again, our this relationship we generally most people have with their parents is uh, a, there's a dynamic in place that they are they're going to be in charge for most of your 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 uh, the <laughs> your first part of your life certainly, and then you achieve somewhat mm-hmm. of a plane where you're you can talk to one another as adults. But very, very few right. times do you get the, ch- the chance to, to be part of a personal journey that these people are on. And, and again, these words are a little bit, uh, they don't quite convey really what, he, what someone's experiencing going through dementia. But, uh, but it is, in fact, the phase of their life that is going to be the end of it. And, for, and again, I can just say from my own personal experiencing, this was, uh, it made me a better person, exactly what you said. It makes you... Uh, you either you either sink or swim. You either you either are with them, or you withdraw yourself, and that in, in and of itself is a very uh, devastating thing. So y- you can choose to be a part of it, and being part of it means, in your case, with with the film that you you've made here, but music it does. I I know from my own experience, it adds a tremendous amount of quality uh, of life to the people that you care about most. Right. It does. And, and and that's 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 really what I hope to inspire. It's just simply putting people's minds that there's a, t- a tool. Because when, when my own father, I'm sorry, not my father, my stepfather, you know, was, was, was had to go into a nursing home, I myself was absolutely uh, useless. You know, even though I was in the middle of making this film, you know, I had to call up the Alzheimer's Association and say, what do I do? What do, I, what do we do to the family? We don't know. You know? And, but if we can sort of just that, that, that the idea that there is something that we can do as a conversation, as a connection, as a back and forth, as a gift. You know, it, it, the one of the things about personalized music is when you sort of have this going with a person and you have their playlist and the ability, like if they get, if they're a little bit agitated, maybe music will help and you give them their music and then suddenly, instead of screaming in the doctor's office, they're dancing. And, and we've experienced this many times. And, you know, this is a tool that we need to, to just bring into the public consciousness so people realize that it's a tool, and they pick it up, and they use it. And, and one other thing I want to say, because you've kind of raised my passion about this, is, you know, we have a life cycle. Right. You know, we, 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 as human beings, and throughout human history, we've had this life cycle. We're born, we grow, we blossom. We, we learn, and we do die. Yes. And I think as a culture, we're really trying to deny that end part of our life. And it's undeniable. We, all of us will die. Yes. 
So we might as well be conscious in the way we do it, and we might as well do it together, right. and we might as well do it singing, is my thought. And, and, uh, and to your point, um, Michael, that, uh, you know, to face, that, face it down, literally to face down dementia in your, in your own psychology, because there's something about this disease, when you're watching somebody go through it, it's hard not to internalize it, that this is my fate. This Absolutely. is where I'm going. Absolutely. And then if you, can tr- if you can look it dead in the eye, and whether it is or not, you can, in fact, begin to get past that. And then you start to see mm. the person who's impacted by it in ways that you never would have, I think. And then, and then you, you have start to get to, past your fear. You have to. And, and another th- really important thing about your film. I, I, I mean, uh, my friend, my friend, just one thing. I mean, you're describing like the Buddhist path to enlightenment. You know, the Tibetan Buddhists, they imagine that before, in the very beginning start of their meditation, they imagine their bodies dying and their, their bones being picked by vultures, and they experience themselves like dead. And that's their starting point. Yeah. And, you know, the, the holding on to the belief that, we're no, that we will never die, to, that we are not mortal, and to, to, you know, just drugging people when they remind us of our mortality, right. drugging them into submission, you know, is very immature. And what you're describing is, is the path to human wisdom. We should all face our own death. And we should all face, you know, all of it, and, 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 and be able to live consciously, right. you know, in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the absolute and undeniable truth that, that you know, we are mortal. It and is. we shouldn't deny it. We should just figure out how to deal with that. Exactly, exactly yeah. right. And I will say <clears throat> another great thing about Alive Inside <clears throat> is that um, it really focuses attention on these on the warehousing of these of our of our parents and grandparents into facilities that in and of, them, of themselves the architecture the structure the everything about them is dehumanizing and I, I i will say that i don't know if that's your opinion but i think they are i watched uh, these you know these cold facilities you know suck the life out of people that i know and um this we got to get we got to get outmoded model it's we, an outmoded exactly. model you're absolutely right that the very structures are an illustration of our mind Yes. You know, this is what we think, uh, that, the, that the, we think the end of life is a disease. Yes. We think that the end of life should be efficiently and, 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 and uh, almost engineering, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, you know into, into uh, forgetfulness. Nobody, there's 16,000 nursing homes, there's 35,000 assisted living centers, there's something like 10,000 hospice centers in the United States, and I'll bet not half of your listeners even know that. Right. I certainly didn't right. know this when I started this project. You it, know, it's an and, in, it's and, an industry, uh, Michael. Uh, it's an industry, and that's that's where it, that's it's, it's a profit center. And this is where we're wrong about this. This is where we're wrong. It's not a oh. profit center. It is a part of our lives that should be respectful and not and not an Brilliant. industry. Well, I, I, I agree. Exactly. And yeah, and I, I want to remind our listeners as well uh, that this is the winner of the 2014 uh, Sundance Film Festival Audience Award. Well-deserved. It won Sedona. It won Milan International. It won Provincetown. It won Berkshire. It's won like 10 film festivals already. Fantastic. I'm, I'm again, continuing to spread the word. This is exactly the direction we need to be going in. If there is one bit of, uh, there is some silver lining in this, and that is, the baby boomers, the people who are watching their parents go into these facilities, 
do not want that fate. And I think that based on just the sheer number of people who will desire that to not happen, we will find facilities. We will make or we'll make we'll make the, the, the right choices in terms of our own lives to go to places where they don't do the drugging and the and the systematic dehumanizing aspects of our current system. And um, My friend, thank you. You have understood everything I was trying <laughs> to communicate and probably said it better than I did. Well, I, I so, so appreciate it. And I will leave you with, on a positive note as well, and that is my mom did end up in a, in a facility here in, uh, in, in Orange County. It was a home run by uh, a woman, a family whose father died of Alzheimer's and did not believe wow. in giving people drugs. She literally said they have to live in the moment. And so what she did and what she's done, she continues to do. I mean, if they need medication, penicillin, things to take care of them, of course. But in, in terms of giving them the Respiradol and all, and all the other drugs that keep these people under control, none of that. They would, mm-hmm. go on, they, would go to, they would go on trips. They would go on, they would go on cruises because, first of all, they need <laughs> to get away as well because it is, it is really, That's really, amazing. really difficult you, work. You know, most... Most people never leave the institution. I mean, they don't even go outside. Oh, no, they, they went to cruises to Mexico. For 10 years. And, and, so the, that's how they end their life. Yes, I know. Never going they outside. They never leave. Well, they, they, went to, they went to Mexico and Alaska and to Las Vegas and to Palm Springs. Wow. They took them, beca- and they, were, they managed them. They made sure they were safe. They took care of them. They dealt with them on a human level. I'm telling you, there are people out there mm. who are doing this. And, and my mom's mm. quality of I life. I want to know who this person is. Well, I'll, I'll see you at the New Art. How's that? I'll, I'll check you out over the weekend because you're going to be up there with Dan Cohen for Friday and Saturday night. Or Saturday. Let me get to the, the, the actual information here. Uh, you're going to be up there tonight, Friday, for the 520 and the 730 show. And then you're going to be there Saturday for the 310, 520, and 730 show with Dan Cohen. And then you're also going to be there on Sunday for the 310 and 520 uh and and so get up there, people, and, and talk to uh, Michael because uh, obviously there's a lot to be done here. A lot of work needs to be done. Check out musicandmemory.org and go to aliveinside.us and find out more. Michael, thank you. Right. Take care. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.